When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, you know where you're at. You're at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and you know what it is. It's a Victory Tuesday. Yeah, apparently Mike Tomlin has a lot of those, on the, especially on Monday Night Football. He's 21-3. and three. You know how good he is at home on Monday Night Football, but, man, it feels really good. I am hungover, not because of alcohol. I am hungover because I'm tired. You know, <laughs> after the games, we all at BTSC – we're working hard after the games. We have all this stuff we've got to do. So it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm dragging in my real job today. <laughs> <laughs> it is the hangover, and it's a good hangover. We are feeling really, really, really good. You know, unless you're one of those guys that are like, man, they ruined the draft choice. Yeah, man, let's not get into that. We're going to tell you why that win is perfect for the Pittsburgh Steelers, how it can build a future winner taking the present one game at a time. And that's exactly what we're looking at. First, let me welcome in my good friends. They are Shannon White and Tony Defio. Shannon, what's going on, my man? I'm just still, like you said, I'm excited and I'm tired. Because anytime that the Steelers win or lose on a late night game, I'm jazzed up. I can't go to sleep for two or three hours. So uh, I just went ahead and started on articles and stuff. So yeah, I'm like you. I'm, I'm feeling a little tired today. What is going on, my man, Tony Defio? Uh-huh. Tone Death? Things are good. I kind of feel like uh, you. I, it took me a few hours uh, this morning to, <laughs> to get things together and to feel uh, to feel back to 100%, which is not that easy anymore. So uh, it was worth it, though. It was worth it to, to see a nice win and, and, and a good performance by uh, uh, certain people. I was listed as questionable before this podcast because I didn't know whether <laughs> I... Oh, can I go? I already had two other podcasts uh, in the last less than 24 hours. In the last 14 hours, I think I've had two other shows and I'm kind of, I'm kind of really tired, but you know, that's not, you know, sack up, Ryan, stop it. Shut up, Ryan. 
let's just let's get into this. So I got to talk about your knee jerk reactions first, but I know some people were disappointed because they are really looking at the draft and want the highest draft possible. And I, I get that too. And I'm running articles on like, you know, who to root for if you, you are hoping that the Steelers lose. It's just like, I'm also going to write an article about who to root for if you uh, want the Steelers to make the playoffs. It's kind of what I'm doing here. But the question here, Shay, I'm going to start with you first. How did you feel when that game was completely over or, you know, when they had the turnover and downs and you knew that the Steelers had won that game because it was a little bit of a roller coaster? What did you feel? Well, you know me. I'm all about the process, you know, trusting the process um, of, of the rebuilding process. And so, you know, I've said it, and I know at first you didn't understand what I meant when I said there's more important things right now than wins and losses, because sometimes the win can be flukish. You know, the other team missing a lot of guys, you know, playing terrible, a fortuitous bounce of the ball. You know, not all wins are created equally. So basically week one, Shannon. Yes, definitely. Exactly. That's a perfect mm-hmm. Example and the the chemistry, uh, you're starting to see Pickett settle in, and he doesn't look like a rookie out there anymore. The game seems like it's already slowed down, which is really incredible when you consider you know he's only started like six games. Um, you look at Trevor Lawrence last year, one of the best quarterback prospects I've ever seen coming out of college. He goes to a bad situation with a bad coaching staff and a bad supporting cast, and he struggled. Well, Sunday, he led them to victory against the Ravens in comeback fashion at the end of the game, and he looked like what they thought they were getting last year with the first overall pick. It just takes a little bit of time. Pickett is way ahead of schedule, in my opinion, in a lot of aspects for a rookie quarterback. He's the number one, or he was going into last night, the number one quarterback in the NFL against the Blitz. Because when you blitz him, he knows he's got – single coverage, and he's very good at finding the open guy and hitting the open guy in those situations. When he struggles like most rookie quarterbacks, which will struggle, you know, against the blitz as well, but he struggles when he has to rely on his receivers to settle in a zone or work their way open because a lot of times the receivers are running the route and they're not adjusted. But last night you see him starting to adjust. So, again, I'm really excited about the victory. The victory is always so much more enjoyable. It it just makes you feel better. But I'm really encouraged by the progress we're starting to see from Kenny Pickett, the offensive line, as they are gelling and and improving. You see the running game, which the Steelers have desperately needed for three years. You're starting to see all that progress. And that's more important to me right now than wins and losses. I cannot disagree with that. Tony, what was your knee-jerk reaction when that game was finally over? Was it relief? Well, I was well, yeah, I, I was I was proud of how they uh how they hung in there. I mean, you know, we saw some games earlier in the season where they had they had leads just like like against the Bengals a week earlier and, and mm-hmm. they let it get away from them in the second half and it looked very easily like very similar on Monday night, uh, especially when Dallas Flowers uh, took the opening golf of the second half, 89 yards, and set up that touchdown to make it 16 to 10. It looked like they were just going to implode, especially when the offense went three and out 
on its first two possessions of the third quarter. Uh, you know, but they, they rebounded at the end of the uh, third quarter. And, and after the, the Colts uh, took the lead by one point, they rebounded on that. It was a fantastic, fantastic drive by Kenny Pickett and, and the running game. The running game has been getting better and better each week since the bye. And, you know, we talked about uh, at the bye what a, kind of adjustments they were going to make. And it looks like they made a, more of a concerted effort to to uh, run the ball effectively. I mean, obviously they want to run the ball effectively, but they've, they're they executing better. I mean, the, 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 the offensive line is opening holes for, for everybody, not just Najee Harris anymore. It's Jalen Warren. Like we saw it was Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland. So uh, I was really proud of the effort that they put in, uh, especially Kenny Pickett. I mean, some of those throws he made, that's the kind of throws that I've been looking for. Like that, the uh, two-point conversion to uh, to um, <laughs> George Pickens at the end of the game, the, uh, when he when he was rolled out to his right and, and found him in the backcourt in the end zone. That was what people were talking about, about him in the summertime. And that's what you saw at Pitt, his ability to, to make great throws on the run. And I think that's one of his top uh, attributes. And we saw that on display on that on that throw right there. And I, I think that might have been the best throw of his uh, young career so far. So I'm really excited about his progress in the run game and, and of course the best overall game of the one thing that I thought was really interesting how they allowed Kenny Pickett to call that third down play to Benny Snell mm-hmm. and that was Kenny Pickett's idea so I mean I think that shows really where this is going as a leader and we look around the league you know you have the number two overall draft pick last year in Zach Wilson you know He's talking smack basically <laughs> against his team saying, no, I mean, I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, I'm not going to put the blame on me. <laughs> and then he got benched and you saw what the jets did the other day. Mm-hmm. The jets went crazy. Yeah. Thank you jets. Cause they were playing the bears, but how hard do you <laughs> think those jets players were playing with Zach Wilson not being in there? To show him that hey, it's you, not us, boy. Right. That that's right. the way. Yeah, I you felt. don't want to call out your team. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think you have to establish yourself as a, as a leader before you can do that. Well, I mean, all that milf stuff has gotten to his head, I guess. Well, that I mean, was actually a, mm-hmm. uh, a you know a red flag coming out for him out of college yeah. was his maturity, and, and you know and you know, his personality, a lot of the rumors were that he wasn't well-liked on the team at BYU. So it doesn't really, you know, that's why I said, you know, earlier mentioned in Lawrence, you want a guy who fills all the boxes, checks all the boxes, and that's leadership, likability, personality. Kenny Pickett has that. And so I think the Steelers are in a much better situation than the Jets are. So I was on with Jeff Hartman the other night. We did our own preview on Sunday night, and Dave was not there. Dave tending to fam- some family business, or as I like to say, out on assignment. Sounds really <laughs> official when you're out on assignment. Um, so this came up, and the question was, who would you take right now? Would you take Trevor Lawrence, or would you take Kenny Pickett? And as much as I love Kenny Pickett, I'm still taking Trevor Lawrence, especially for what he did the other day. I just really feel that Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. But he's playing with Jacksonville. He has not he has not shown to uh he, he's shown flashes of brilliance, but he hasn't shown to be the guy getting the wins. So, you know, th- that's kind of what we're looking at. Um 
you know, that's it. Now, who would you take in this situation? Because I'm still, I mean, look, I'm happy with with uh, Kenny Pickett, but I'm just going to say right now, I, I'm probably, if I had a chance to choose between the two, I might be going Trevor Lawrence. But that's would be a hard, it would be like 49 and a half, or 49.4 to 49.6. Or I don't even know if mm-hmm. I did the math right there. I, I did not. But anyways, <laughs> Shannon, who are you taking? Well, you know, I don't know if y'all remember. I wrote an article about when they were in discussions with Watt for his contract. Uh, my only concern with Watt is that he'll have the family traits like JJ. And once he was the most dominant defensive player in the league, and then all of a sudden a yearly injury. And it's just, you know, because these guys are max effort guys and they are great because they work so hard at it and they stay in such incredible shape. They look like bodybuilders when they're just standing with their shirt off. But those guys pull muscles that tear pecs and that happens uh, when it's not all natural. Let's put it that way. You know, as far as so much of it is due to their workouts. And I said that, the Steelers should consider trading for the number one pick trading what to try to get Trevor Lawrence, because that's how high I was on him. Now that the Steelers, you know, have signed what, and they have Pickett, I'm more than happy with Pickett. But yeah, if, if it's just a straight, you know, they're worth the same value sitting on the board, I would have to take Lawrence. All right, uh, Tony, I'm going to ask you the question, but before I do that, this is the question that came up the other day. I did not come up with this question, so I apologize for my question. Nick Patrick, if you could come up with better questions for the rest of the show, please send them in. We'll let you go ahead and take over the show, and we'll see what you come up with. This is just one of those questions that who would you take? And when I look at a question like this, if the Steelers had Trevor Lawrence and the Kenny Pickett question would have come up, and Kenny Pickett's going crazy and and doing everything you want him to do, which I, I like the progression of Kenny Pickett. But we would be saying Trevor Lawrence. Pittsburgh fans are going to stick with their guy, and I like that. So, you know, it's not too bad that we got Kenny. It's So if you don't like the questions, send some in on the live chat, and we'll see how you do. Tony, go ahead. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's like it's like Dan said about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he has all the attributes you're looking for. He, he's Kenny Pickett, but with a higher ceiling. I mean, it would appear that, to be that way right now anyway. Uh, number one overall pick. I mean, he's got the athleticism. He's got the character. He's a great leader. He accomplished a lot in college. Uh, I mean, all things being equal, I'd have to take uh, Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, I mean, I'm happy with Kenny Pickett. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, he's my kid now. I'm not going to give him up. You know, he, he's, he's mine. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, it's like one of those sitcoms. I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, you taking the kid off the street, wise cracking kid off the street. You're not going to give him away. He's your, he's your, uh, he's your son now. So, but, but all things being equal, I would take Kenny Pickett. But, um, you know, as far as like what you know, Nick is complaining about, I think it's a, a, a good lesson for everybody wanting them to tank and get a top five pick because, I mean, you don't know who you're going to get. I mean, you, you might get Zach Wilson and uh, in, in, in a, di- a different position. You might get uh, Trev Alberts. Uh, just a total bust. You might get Ooh, um, Trev Alberts. Uh, Ryan Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. So, like, pe- people talk about these top five picks and they talk in absolutes about them, but. You don't know what you're going to get. You're better off trying to improve what you have now and, and let the chips fall where they may down the road and worry about the draft later. And I want to talk about taking it one day at a time. 
let me go ahead and I got to bring this up. If I don't, this is, you know, one of those guys that stuck with us through thick and thin. Michael O'Malley's birthday is today, and he's spending it all with us, which thank you for not putting the picture. He said earlier that he's not going to be able to comment for a while because he was in the shower. Thanks for not (laughs) coming on, sending a picture from that. We do appreciate that. Um, I'm sure it's quite lovely, but I, you know, but thank you for a happy birthday. (laughs) Just that. And I don't know how old Michael O'Malley is, but you know what happened 36 years ago? today fellas bon jovi had their first number one song it was called you give love a bad everybody gets that in a million years years ago today so yeah i know i know you weren't that's why i'm like yeah i I can't do that to the guy there are some really good questions here though too uh you know coming out reginald rivers asked hey bad tony and shannon do you think pickett wins rookie of the year for the league no um and I'm not being smart on that. I just know Ke- Kenneth Walker. That's a guy that I would probably think could be rookie of the year. There's other players too that I, I know are playing lights out. So I, I would probably say that it would be not him, but what about on the team? Yeah, that's pretty tough. The Joe green yeah. great performance award. It's we're gonna find out in probably a month from now, but Shannon, Tony, who's it gonna be for the Steelers? Who's the Steelers rookie of the year? Tony, I'll start with you. Uh it's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be hard to uh to to top Pickett because he's he's you know taking on such a big load at, at the most important position in, in in team sports, really. I mean, George Pickens is another great candidate and he's made some spectacular plays. Um yeah, I, I'd say it's it's probably going to be Kenny Pickett. Michael, uh, I'm sorry, um, not you're not Michael. <laughs> Michael's name is still on the screen. 45 years old today. Happy birthday once again, Shannon. What's your answer to that? First off, happy birthday to Mike. And I was going to mention it because I'd seen it earlier, but I'm glad you brought it up, and we could all wish him happy birthday. But Back to the question, if Pickett has a huge advantage, because if Pickens has a big second half, you know, the last seven games of the year, if he goes off and has a big seven-game stretch, that means Pickett's having a big stretch. It's like fantasy football. Exactly. So I I think that – that, and also how important Pickett is to the future, this coming offseason, everything with the Steelers – I think Pickens has had a great season, uh, and he's only going to improve. But I think Pickett has his odds on favorite. Yeah, that's that's really tough. I, I can't even give you that answer right now. I, I'm not sure. Um, then we have some that uh, that feel that he's not he's still not good because his numbers aren't great. I will say this: Yeah, he's not getting the TDs that you want, but you're getting rushing TDs, and he's leading them to touchdowns. So I, I'm not. I'm not in a position where I'm going to go ahead and anoint this guy. And I feel the national media uh, after last night changed their tune on Kenny Pickett because they got to see him. The NFL world got to see him on a Monday night stage, which is really good. Shannon, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, he would have had a touchdown pass last night, a beautiful throw in the end zone. Deontay Johnson, two hands, he drops it. Dude still don't have a touchdown on the season, and there's one of the reasons why. 
uh, because either he can't get his toe down or, you know, his toe touches out of bounds or he drops it in the end zone. So Pickett could have three or four more touchdowns if everybody would have caught the passes. Like last week when Pickens dropped that short touchdown on the deep ball. I mean, people got to keep, you know, if you don't like a guy because you want him to pick a quarterback in the first round this year, or you didn't want him to pick him, you know, in the past draft, whatever, you got to be realistic. You got to be honest. Pickett has been playing much better and he could have three or four more touchdowns this year. So let's just be honest. So let's go ahead and do this real quick. Jennifer has a question and we're just going to answer this in unison. The three of us. One, two, three. No. Are we ever happy Steelers nation? <laughs> no, no, no. So we're not, I, I am absolutely not. And, and you got to understand being the host of the show. I'm just going to say this. There's a very, there is a very great album. I believe it was uh, Elton John. It's called don't shoot me. I'm just the piano player. <laughs> and that that's what, as the host of the show, don't shoot me. I'm just reporting. That's it. You know, that's all I'm doing. Um, you, you know what? I, I will say this. Let, let me bring somebody up though here. Black Wolf Crypto. Let me bring him up. Pickett is also missing touchdowns. It goes both ways. Yes, that is very true. Well, of course. And and now I'm going to come up with the, but he's a rookie and people go crazy when you say that. Um, but now if he's, if he's missing touchdowns in year, late in year two and year three, then you're like, yeah. But some of these touchdowns are to the fault of the receiver. Some of them are because of Kenny Pickett. Some of the sacks were because of the offensive line. Some of the sacks are due to Kenny Pickett. Shannon, I know you're itching. Go ahead. Every quarterback does. Every game. I watched the other night. Josh Allen missed two touchdown throws. Nobody talks about it because he's, you know, established. They've got a great team. It happens. I love where people take these still shots. Or, or they say, look at this. He missed. Yep. Deontay Johnson was open. You know, you know, but if you watch, the guy comes open after the ball's in there. I don't know if Pickett or any quarterback can magically bring it back and then re-throw it. But at, at half the times they're, they're moving, they're scrambling out of the pocket, they're on the move. You know, it's easy in hindsight to say, well, he's missing this or he missed that. When the ball hits you in both hands and you don't catch it, that's cut and dry right there. Finding one guy in a sea, a mass of humanity with everything going to, you know, what around you, you know, it's not the same. It's just not the same. And I watch other quarterbacks miss throws and, you know, I don't see their fan base pounding on them. I mean, they pound them. I mean, they (laughs) they just stay on picking. How many times? Go ahead, Tony. How many times did you criticize for – for trying to th- throw in a triple coverage when it, when he had an outlet outlet running back receiver running like ten yards away from him, it happened all the time. You know, it happens to the best of them. Terry Bradshaw, he joked about it during his Hall of Fame speech. Throw it deep, interception. He did it. You know that this it, they all they all misplaced. They're not perfect. Yeah, really. And so I want to I want to go ahead and I want to pivot. And this is this is going to be a dangerous pivot. This is really a Uh-oh. dangerous pivot, but I'm going to go there because you just said we're talking about 
you know, fans with Terry Bradshaw, with everybody, you know, fans mm-hmm. sometimes don't understand. So I'm going to pivot to our good friend Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. <laughs> and I can't stand the guy, but I'm calling him my good friend. But his comments the other day got a liar out of it. I mean, I thought they were classless the way he presented it. Um, but really, we haven't smelt the grass. We haven't been on the field. And he's talking like, this is a lot harder than you. If he would have come out and huh. said, hey, if this is a lot harder than you actually know. Because when we talk about, Shannon talked about it at the beginning of the day. He's like, it slows down. It's slowing down now for Kenny Pickett. But when everything is coming so fast at you, we don't know what they're going through. And we're questioning decisions they make on the fly. But that's, we have the right to do it because we're fans. But every once in a while, it gets your ire up. And I get it. The reason I get it is because I broke my cardinal rule where I uh, I went after uh, I went after somebody on here for uh, disagreeing with one of my questions. And and really, um, who, who was that? I, I, Nick. Nick. And, Nick you know, Patrick. There's no offense to Nick because I'm glad he's still, he's asked more questions and, and uh, you know, but it comes at you fast and comes at you fast when you're here. But when Lamar Jackson came out, if he would have worded the other way, people would have laid off. What were your thoughts when you heard what Lamar Jackson said, Tony or tweeted? I'm sorry. Uh, you just, you're never going to win those battles. You're never going to win. You're not going to win that battle. I mean, you just gotta just, I, I get, I believe me, I get it because fans can be uh well, they're crazy. I think we know that fans on, especially on social media, but you're, you're never going to win that battle. No matter how you, you word it. I mean, you know, uh, you try to play, if he, if he would have said, uh, it's not, it's, even if he would have said it, it's a lot harder than you think. And they would have, they would have questioned him for that. I mean, it would have been a more of a benign response, but they would have questioned him and criticized him for, for not having thicker skin. So uh, I was like, I was shocked. Cause I know you said you, you can't stand him, but I think he's a pretty cool dude. And I was, I was shocked. Oh, that I, he, uh, I disagree. I can't stand that hard, him. Had it hard at the fans. I'm going with Brian Brown here with Lamar Jackson can kiss it. But um, <laughs> Shannon, what, what are your thoughts? I, I do understand what he was trying to do, but he got too defensive. I, don't know, I get defensive, so I get it. But, you know, you got to do it in a better way. I teach a communications merit badge class and I tell everybody, I'm like, look, you write that, you write out that tweet, you write out that text. You read it in your head or out loud three times. And if you decide that you're passionate enough to want to send it after reading it out three times, go ahead and send it. But a lot of times I look at the tweet, I'm like, okay, I typed it. I feel better. I'm going to erase it now. And that's not going out. Shannon, go ahead. I have to agree with uh, more with Tony on this. I think Lamar Jackson uh, is not a bad individual. I can't stand the Ravens. I can't stand Harbaugh. Everybody knows that. Oh, that's one of the biggest whiners. I'll fight you on that. I've ever seen. And Hartman will too. Hartman, I don't know. I I not like Harbaugh the other day. People tell me Harbaugh's a great guy. I don't see it. Uh, But anyway, I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm not partying with Wang Harbs. But I will say this he's right. He is absolutely right. There is a handful of individuals walking the planet at any one time 
in our life that can play quarterback in the NFL. All the attributes you have to have to do it. I mean, Jackson doesn't have them all. He's just that great an athlete uh, all around that he gets by because he's that much better than everybody else athletically. But he doesn't have all the attributes. If he did, he'd be unstoppable. But he's right. It's it's hard to take criticism from somebody who really knows next to nothing about the subject. And if they're criticizing you, telling you what you ought to be doing. So I can understand any of these professional athletes getting really pissed when <laughs> that happens. And and you know, and it's unfair. It's one thing to point out the obvious. But when it's totally unfair and unbiased, I don't. I understand them getting upset. But as you said, you don't text, you don't tweet, you know, hmm. you, you you know better because as Tony said, you'll never win that. But man, I I just broke. Like I said, I broke my cardinal rule today already. I know it drives Jeff crazy when I do it because every once in a while I get mad. <laughs> so, and because it's it's easy to be on the other side of the keyboard. So somebody asked, what is what exactly happened? Um, a gentleman on Twitter said, when someone is asking for over 250 mil guaranteed, like at Lamar Jackson eight games like this should not come down to Justin Tucker. Let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team. Well, that did not sit well with Lamar Jackson. And I've got to edit this a little bit. Um, (laughs) and he edited it too, but I'm going to edit what he did not edit. So this is exactly what he wrote. Boy, STFU, you all be capping too much on this app. MF, never smelt a football field, never did blank, but eat blank. And uh, eat is, uh, well, well, what he was uh, saying that they are eating is Antonio Brown had gummy (laughs) versions of this. Um, phallic shaped uh, treats. What's um, the emoji? The, what's that? What's the emoji for what he said? The, the, uh, the I swear, there's an emoji. I, that, I'm not sure. I can't remember the. It's a fruit or a vegetable. You know what? Oh yeah, it's like an eggplant or something. Eggplant. eggplant. There you go. <laughs> I would ask Hartman because Hartman's the emoji king. <laughs> Jeff loves emojis. Um, I hate emojis, but now everyone's going to send me emojis. So I, I, I got to stop that. But yeah, I mean, look, handle it a better way. Just like yeah. I should be handling things a better way. And I don't. So, um, hey, I, I love when I have no problem. You can sit, you can disagree with me all you want. Um, that's fine. I'd rather you not, you know, say that's a stupid question because we, we actually prepare for these shows <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say um oh yeah the elliot lewis put it up um it's yep, a purple it. <laughs> oh gosh uh man um you know I, I can't get into all this but richard gummies that's what we used to uh it was either gummy richards or richard gummies is what we would what lance came up with that years ago and uh <laughs> my gosh what an unfortunate situation that was um with that being said i think we should take a break and we can be back right after this you know what this is this is something that we call the hangover hey it's 
we could be splitting hairs, but the bottom line is that team won yesterday, that team being the Pittsburgh Steelers. Woohoo! I'm loving it. Let's uh, come back right after this and talk more about how the Steelers can build a future winner by taking things one game at a time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Ain't the worst looking man you've ever seen. One last thing about the Lamar Jackson stuff. I'm just glad that wasn't our quarterback doing it. And I'm glad it's not our quarterback Ooh. doing the uh, Zach Wilson stuff either. You know, that's, uh, man, you don't have problems <laughs> at that point if you're not doing that. <laughs> My gosh, Tyler W. just sent me a lot of emojis. I don't know what that other, what's this? Uh, okay. We've got the egg can. I don't know. What is that? It looks like it might be candy corn, but maybe candy. not. Oh, I, I don't want to speculate. <laughs> I don't. I don't like candy corn. I. I don't, I don't know if that is candy corn. I. I think candy corn ha, has just no t- real taste, and it's like, it. It gets. It gets a couple. It absolutely gets a couple of uh, holidays because candy corn gets Halloween and Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> all right. Let, let's get back to this. Hmm. Let, let's get back to. What's real? And uh, uh, Elliot Lewis, I'm going to bring up Elliot. Oh, Kathy says it's a sweet potato. <laughs> and then somebody was guessing it's a grapefruit. Uh. Elliot Lewis says, this is the best show in Behind the Steel Curtain. I thank you. I don't always agree with you, but you three guys are the most honest. I appreciate that. Look, I don't want you to agree with me. I want you to be true to yourself. That's the, I mean, that's what makes good conversation. You know, don't just agree with me to agree with me tell me i'm wrong and guess what you have the ability to sway me i have no problem being swayed if you can go ahead and give me a uh, a good argument on everything so that, that's it, it's that's the way i like to do things so i appreciate that elliot that was really nice of you thanks so much um we have about 20 more minutes for me to ruin that entire statement and make this show crappy so <laughs> i'm gonna i'll do my best folks um <laughs> so building a future winner one game at a time this is what shannon has asked for when the team was one and three i think and it's coming into fruition and he's right and now shannon will always point out in our Slack channel, he always points out 
when he's right about something. <laughs> I will tell you that. <laughs> really? <laughs> you do. Like, I remember I wrote about this 17 years ago in a school paper, man, and I'll bring that out. <laughs> I love you, man. I just, I'm just messing with you. I, do. I, do. <laughs> I always admit that I'm wrong. It actually makes me feel better when I'm uh, being self-deprecating. But, you know, Shannon, when you said that, you and I, we kind of got into a little tiff. And I think it was Jennifer. Jennifer actually said to, like, you were mean to, you were mean to Shannon. <laughs> I remember after that show, you, she, uh, she put on another live chat. You were mean to Shannon. I'm like, so I'm going to apologize. I, I think that was week four. But the thing about it is you're absolutely right. In hindsight, you're absolutely right. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. And we know that. And when when I say probably, I'm throwing that in there. So they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, it's there's that mathematical possibility. And Brian Brown, who's a good fan of the show, he was like, even last week, he was like, okay, they could be 10 and 7. Yeah, they could end up 10 and 7. And Shin, I know you hate this exercise, but if you look at the next six games, there, I think there's four games out of the next six where the Steelers are actually going to be favored. I, I probably not the Baltimore games, but they they get some favorable draws with the Carolinas, the Raiders, the Falcons, and even Browns of the world. Um, that could go 50 50. I don't know what the Deshaun Watson um factor is going to be. <laughs> Brian Brown, stop it. The Steelers are making the playoffs. <laughs> Love me some BB. Uh, so so Shannon, this is we talked about the quarterback and we talked about the progression of the baby steps that you were looking for. Let's, let's look other places though. Let's look at the offensive line. This doesn't resemble the offensive line that we saw in the preseason or the first three or four weeks of the season, or even three weeks ago. What are you seeing there and what's making you excited? This is the best offensive the best the Steelers offensive line has looked since arguably 2019. Uh, that's when they really started to go down and age and, and you know, they couldn't get a push anymore. And, and uh, if you notice last night, the beginning of the game was really ugly on the left side. Uh, more, he had a penalty, give up a sack immediately. Uh, Dotson got burned like twice, two plays in a row where, you know, he just, I said, this is going to be bad uh, going up against the interior <laughs> defensive line of the Colts, which is really strong. But then they kind of settled in. You're starting to see them do, work well together at combo blocks. Um, Cole is just such a solidifying factor on that offensive line. I, I couldn't be happier with Cole uh, and James Daniels. Uh, Daniels had one bad uh, play last night where he missed the block and and uh, let a guy penetrate for a tackle for a loss. But if you watch the right side of the line, they're playing really well together. And the left side is actually run blocking better than they did earlier in the year. It's like if they had one more stud lineman in there that can make the difference in taking this line to the next level. You know, Dan Moore right now is his run blocking is improved, but he still struggles occasionally against the past, you know, the past in his past sets. So um, I, I think that a lot of people would agree that the stewards could really use 
hey, if they get an opportunity to pick up either free agency or in the draft, a stud left tackle, that could really put that line over the top. Well, I know the guys from what Ian's talking about. They always bring up South Park when they play Blame Canada, Blame Canada. (laughs) But I always think about, and I'm hoping never to say this, but I think about South Park when I see somebody blow past Dan Moore Jr. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they just killed Kenny. And that's what I'm worried about. (laughs) I I really am worried about that. And then Myrna Jane and Burt just said Moore is going to get Kenny killed. I think he does he does some good things in certain times but he's not he's still the one guy that would probably be replaced right Tony on that offensive line at this point yeah yeah I mean I'm a big Dan Moore fan and I I was really excited about about what he did last year as a fourth round pick starting 16 games as a rookie but I mean, you know, you're seeing progress from him, but I'm not sure if it's going to be enough because he's a fourth round pick. I'm not sure if it's going to be enough to uh, convince them to give him, I think he might decide on a uh, a left tackle in the draft. Let me ask you about this. So we're going to go, we're going to go right to left. And I never thought I would be praising Chugumo Korafor, but Chukes has done, I, I thought he's done well this year. Yes, I love the addition of James Daniels and I love the addition of Mason Cole. So out of the two of them, we'll just go real quick on this. Out of the two of them, Shannon and Tony, I'm going to go with Shannon first. Who would you give a Pro Bowl bid to? Would you give it to Daniels or would you give it to Mason Cole? If you had to give a vote for one of those two guys. I would have to... Man, that's tough. Um, I would have to give it to Daniels based on the the competition for Pro Bowl votes at center because Cole has been the steadiest lineman this year. Okay. From start to finish. Let's change that then. Okay. A lot of people are saying Cole. Forget about everybody else. Just on the Steelers. When you're looking, if you had to give a most valuable lineman award, so an MVLA, Shannon, who are you giving it to? Cole. Okay. Tony, how about you? I'm gonna call because I think uh, we saw last year how how tough things were with, with uh when they struggled at center. And he's he's really I, I get it. he's really uh a stable in. I'd give it to both. I love these guys. I I absolutely ah, love this. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> it isn't. It isn't, but I, I'm controlling the board here. So but I, I will say <laughs> Go ahead, I will say I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm very happy for Shooks. I'm very happy for Shooks and the people around him. Of course, he's getting better too. That that helps. But I mean, he's like a modern day Max Starks. He's somebody they're like, why are they keep giving this guy a contract? But he was a steady. You know, Max Starks was a steady starter his whole career, and it looks like that's what Shooks is turning into. Maybe never going to be a Pro Bowler, but just a steady guy like uh, like John Jack, like uh, Justin Strelzik. You know, you not everybody can be a. a, a perennial pro bowler player but you know you do need um dependable starters and that's what shooks is turning into it looks like that was a dave answer logan and elliot so i you know what i'm gonna go ahead and say and i knew you're gonna get me i was gonna say this is a dave answer uh, you know I, i'm probably gonna give it to daniels even though i love mason cole i just i really think you need that the other guy ramon foster took him 
everybody a long time to realize how great Ramon Foster was. And I think Daniels could really be solidifying. But now when we're praising guys, we've got to go to that left side. And <laughs> all right. Joe Beckham says, Kendrick Green has done an outstanding bench warmer. <laughs> uh, I, I guess he has. Um, so, but we, we got to throw some blame too. So who are you looking at first on that left side? Tony already said if he's going to replace anybody, it was pro- it would probably be Dan Moore Jr. Even though I, I think he's playing admirably, I think he's a little bit in over his head. But is Dotson a liability on that left side too? Tony, I'll go with you first. Well, I think he's a bigger disappointment than Moore. I think people were were more excited about him uh, in his rookie year than, than they were about Dan Moore. I thought people were... Uh, Everybody was just convinced that he was going to be their their best lineman, you know, by by year number two. And he's really just kind of he regressed last year, and I guess this year he's kind of treading waters. So he's sacred disappointment. But as far as what you know, what teams usually go after if they have a, a premium pick in the you know, first round, it would be a left tackle over a, a left guard. All right, very good. Let's shift to the defense right now. Um, there are definitely definitely some great spots on the defense and there's some positions where you get worried. Uh, so I'm going to take Claude Bishop. Claude says, would you guys give Devin Bush a two year contract extension? I'm going to start with Tony because I know Shannon's chomping at the bit. <laughs> because let me start with Tony because Shannon's answer is going to take seven and a half minutes. So go ahead, Tony. <laughs> uh, uh... No, you give him the Terrell Edmonds treatment, even though I don't think Terrell Edmonds deserved that kind of treatment. But Devin Bush certainly does, uh, given what they what they did to you know trade up to get him and what they expected of him, the impact that they they expected him to have on that defense. And he really hasn't lived up to it. He's been better this year, but he's just been okay. And you're not looking for okay from your number ten overall pick uh, three years into his career. All right, I guess. Tony, I'm going to remove you. And I'm going to remove me. <laughs> Shannon, you have the floor. If you watching the game last night, there was times where Jonathan Taylor would break through the line of scrimmage and he would be met with Bush and Miles Jacks. And he would drive them for four, five, six yards before they could get him down. One time, they was five Steelers trying to tackle him. But the other guys were cornerbacks and a safety. But there's no way that he should be able to run over uh, Bush and Jacks like that. The Steelers need, they need a thumper in the middle. Now, it doesn't have to be a Vince Williams type, who's, you know, very one-dimensional. But they do need to improve the strength and physicality of their inside linebackers. If you watch Pratt, Jerome Pratt for the Bengals, he does both. He's not great in coverage, but he's decent. But he's a thumper in there, and he brings that physical presence. Right now, the Steelers like that. Bush does not offer that. I don't think he fits the culture well, and I think he'll want more money, and I think the Steelers should let him leave. <laughs> there you go. Now, here's here's going to be an equally as fun question, and I thought this last night, when I'm listening to Mike Tomlin in the press conference and they're, uh, let me ask the question first. Don't answer it yet. 
but the question is going to be, does Alex Highsmith get enough respect? And the reason I'm asking that because, you know, Mike Tomlin said when asked about Highsmith's play, especially at the end, that was Lamar Woodley-esque from the playoffs, the way the way he looked, number 56 looked last night. So my question to you is when they asked Mike Tomlin, he said, well, he's legit, but there was a but, but he's got number 90 out there with him. And we've seen that, but is Highsmith, is he getting the respect he deserves here, Shannon? No. Uh, what's back, but what isn't back? If you know what I'm saying, he's, he's not the same right now. He's, you know, that's a major injury. And then he's having to get his sea legs again. Uh, Highsmith was the only pass rush the Stars really had in Watt's absence. Now, last night you had Watt going up against Brandon Smith, who's one of the top right tackles in football. You had Cameron Hayward going up against Quentin Nelson, who, you know, he neutralized Hayward. The Steelers were dependent on Alex Highsmith last night. And in that fourth quarter on that final drive, you've seen Highsmith, you know, win his matchup, get that sack, his 10th of the year, which I think we all agreed he was going to have double digits when we were making predictions before the season started. So now he has 10. But the tackle he made one-on-one against Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, on a running play where the Colts were trying to get the first down, you know, in that final drive, he made a beautiful tackle one-on-one, stopped him dead to rights, and then they stopped him on the next play to win the game. Uh, He took his game to the next level when it mattered most. He's in line for a big contract. He's earned it. He does not get the respect he's due because, again, even his own head coach is calling (laughs) out, hey, well, Watt's out there. Well, Watt's out there, but Watt's probably 80% Watt right now. And Highsmith is the guy who made the plays at the end. Now, he had the favorable matchup. But, hey, just because you got the favorable matchup, you still got to perform, and he did. So, no, the answer to that is no. So, I think he uh, he's in his third year, so you don't have to pay him right away. But that's definitely a guy I think they would want to resign. Now, Tony, before I get to you, Elliot Lewis says, the better question is, is he a better impact player than Bud Dupree? So, Tony, I'm going to ask you if he gets respect, and I'm going to have you turn it into more impact than Bud Dupree or not. Well, of course, I mean, yeah, you know, I think people look at him, and, meaning Alex Highsmith, and they see a, a, a walk-on at Charlotte, of all places. So even though he was the third-round pick, I, I think they, they there's that stigma. You know, a, a guy like that has to fight that. John Randall said it. You know, I had to fight, you know, being, I think he was an undrafted uh, player. So, uh, you know, you're, you're always going to have to fight that kind of thing uh, if you come into the league uh, like that. And plus, he's going up, he's going, he's opposite TJ Watt, which is like Juju being opposite Antonio Brown for a couple of years. It's all, he, he's only uh, being affected because best in the game on the other side. So, no, he doesn't get the respect. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't mean he he's not a great player. Uh, people people are. You know, they want they want to credit. They want more, but Alex Smith is you know his work ethic is is uh, well known, and and I'm not surprised that he's where he's at right now in his career because we saw that coming out of college, the great things people said about him and what he was willing to do uh, to become a better player. So I think the sky's still the limit for him. I think he 
still has another, another level to his game to where uh, he's going to get to the point where it's not going to be on the other side. So, uh, no, he doesn't get respect, but it doesn't mean he won't get respect someday. As far as him being the impact player of uh, uh, Bud Dupree, uh, not right now. Cause, I mean, Bud Dupree was pretty, uh, his last couple of years here before he suffered the torn ACL in 2020. Uh, but, of course, he hasn't really been the same since. But uh, we were saying, you know, we were calling Bud Dupree a bust his first three years. We're not saying that about Alex Highsmith. I wasn't. We're, I, we're was saying saying I was saying not. Oh. Oh, no, I wasn't either. I thought it was people gave him credit for him. He wasn't Jarvis Jones, that's for sure. But no, I, I think uh, he's not the impact player that Bud Dupree is right now, but it doesn't mean he can't be with more hard work. All right, so uh, the final thing we want to talk about on the defense and how the Steelers can build a future winner by taking the present one game at a time, it's the secondary. Shannon, how are you looking at a long-term plan for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the secondary who on this team right now, besides Minka Fitzpatrick, we know we expect him to be here in, in three years. Who else currently do you expect to continue to be here? No, I've always been a big Edmonds fan. Everybody knows that. I think he's a glue guy for the defense. You know, he had the sack last night. He could do about anything you ask him to do. Um, you know, against Miami, there was one time he was covering Hill deep, and he broke up the pass. You know, he might be the fastest guy in the Steelers mm-hmm. secondary. That he just can do so many things that he doesn't get the credit because he doesn't get interceptions. You know, those splash plays that everybody wants. But he's just such a solid, fundamentally sound player. So I'm very happy with the the safeties. Uh, the cornerbacks, the Steelers have multiple guys who are you know, solid cornerback twos. What they need, and they have to address it in the offseason, is a true cornerback one. A guy who can take away a top receiver, and you don't have to help him a lot. You know, you don't have to worry about him if you leave him in that one-on-one matchup on the outside. That will make the whole secondary better. So that's the main focus in the secondary moving forward is to acquire either through free agency or the draft, which I'm very scared of, based on the Steelers' past history, but they do have, you know, new scouting department. They got Weedle, Weidle, whatever his name is, The you know, that's the new director. Uh, they got Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor, he might not be able to teach him to catch the ball, but he can teach him to cover. So um, they got to find him at true number yeah. one corner. Uh, I'm not going to get into my whole cornerback rant, but <laughs> all I'm going to say is, you know, the cornerback to me is like a quarterback. I'm going to say it over and over again. For the most impact, you want to get a top 10 pick there. You know, Rod Woodson, he was going to be can't miss anywhere, and they got him at number 10. If they were in position for Jalen Ramsey, if they were in a position for Darrell Revis at 14, which he was supposed to be there at 15, and the Jets jumped ahead, Darrell Revis would have not been a bust here. So I, I'm just – I don't exactly. think picking – I do not think picking corners in the 20s is advantageous. And when you go out and you pick the fifth best corner as your first rounder, that's not a recipe for success. So I I don't worry. I really don't worry about that whatsoever. I, If they're in position to get that right corner, I'm not right corner, but that perfect corner, they're going to take him and he's going to do fine. And everyone's going to say they broke the jinx, but there's no jinx. It's just... 
hasn't been the right place at the right time. Tony. What's the Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I was talking about that on, uh, well, I, you know, I, obviously I, I want, uh, you know, Mink is going to be here, but, but I, I want a way to keep Edmonds because he's so valuable and he can do so many different things. Like Shannon said, and as far as their, 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 their corners, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with Levi Wallace and Kim Sutton is, you know, number two, you know, Sutton do, he could play on the outside and he could play in the slot. I mean, he's such a valuable player for them, but neither, none of us, they had our number ones. And, uh, you know, unless you tr- address it with a, a, a player of that pedigree, you're probably never going to find him one, uh, unless you get lucky and they really haven't gotten lucky in that regard. Uh, the only time they did get lucky is when they, when they, when Joe Hayden sort of fell in their laps and he was a former top 10 pick, you know, this whole thing about, well, Mike Tomlin can't draft corners. Well, Mike Tomlin's never really had a chance at a top, top 10 corner. Like you said, those guys used to go in a top 10. And when he finally got a hold of one and Joe Hayden, uh, he, he found somebody who could, who could, uh, improve that secondary dramatically. So um, uh, that, that's what I would do. Like if they're, if they somehow not, not to get back into the draft, but if they somehow find themselves in the top five or 10 this year, and there's a bona fide uh, corner, you know, prospect that they could go after that might be their, have to be their top priority. You know, I look at just a couple of years ago, there was a guy at number three out of Ohio state. I believe it was out of Ohio state that Detroit took. And I haven't heard his name since. I can't even remember his name, but they picked him third overall, and he was supposed to be the guy. So you could miss on some of those draft picks too. Uh, uh, Claude Bishop me- mentions that they got Ike in the fourth. Yeah, they did. Uh, they got Troy Polamalu in the first, and then Ike in the four- fourth, and Ike was supposed to be a project. And he's one of those projects that did work out. Um, we got to get on out of here. I got to mention my buddy Joel Beckman has brought said it a few times don't pee on bad's couch i brought that out at a bar last night i was playing trivia before the game and i was wearing my friar Meath jersey and there's an indie fan nice guy i i've known this guy for about six months and uh you know super guy and but he's like oh you're wearing a marvin harrison jersey i'm like don't start with me <laughs> i just said don't do it because i will ghost you I said, you're allowed in my living room, but not on my, you do not pee on my couch. And they get dumbfounded. And I'm like, look, I seriously, you will, you will definitely alienate me. If you start trying to some witty banter on a, on the Steelers and Colts game, because I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not, not in 2022. <laughs> and I, my son is like, dad, that was a little rough. I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of was a jerk there. I apologize. Uh, Reginald Rivers says, take the ILB from Alabama. Oh my gosh. Anderson. Whoo. That guy is going to be a stud time to get on out of here. Hey, thanks. This was a great show. We can't do these shows without all of you. Once again, whether you disagree with us or whether I disagree with you, doesn't matter as long as we have our own opinions, because you got to stay true to yourself, stay safe, always be behind the steel curtain. We appreciate all of those things. Make sure you check out all of the other shows on the BTSC network. Bunch of them today, man, because of that Monday night game. So there's so much to get caught up on. Check it out. Coming up next, I believe, will be the Scobro show. So uh, check out the Scos. It'll be a good one. Another Let's Ride tomorrow morning. You're going to have the cutting room floor with, with uh, I believe his name is Jeffrey Benedict. And we're also going to have... Uh, 
we're gonna have some great shows uh jeffrey's double dipping tomorrow because he's gonna be doing know your enemy as well with this guy here shannon white and you got we have uh a guest from the falcoholics so that'll be a whole lot of fun so with that being said tony just when you think you got all the answers We keep changing the questions. Shannon White, take me home. Woo! And that's hard times, Daddy. We'll see you next week on The Hangover. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.